Hello, and welcome back to day two of our 21-day weight loss challenge. So today, I really wanted to focus in on the value of restorative sleep. Okay, so we really understand how sleep affects our weight and our health. So to do that, we want to really think about a few different things. First of all, adequate sleep is absolutely essential, not just for feeling rested, but it's very important um, in regulating metabolism, appetite, and even stress levels. So you may have heard that poor sleep can disrupt hormonal balance, which can lead to increased cortisol, which leads to increased hunger and appetite. And that makes it even more difficult to manage your weight. So let's think about good sleep hygiene today. Um, so that leads to better physical and mental well-being, and then it can really be utilized as a cornerstone or foundation of your lifestyle or health. Um, the three things that I've found that if I can get people to at least get 90% right is eating healthy, a whole food plant-based diet, good restorative sleep, and then also movement every day. So movement will be coming along in our challenge, but I really wanted to speak to sleep because so many of us sacrifice sleep in order to do other things. We don't think about the consequences of lack of sleep. You know, if you think about it, a third of our life is spent in sleep. That's a significant portion. So it must be very important when you think about what's going on in the brain um, when we rest. It's think of it as, um, have you ever seen an apartment building and it's dark and then the lights come on late and you see a janitorial clue coming through and cleaning out the offices? That's exactly what's happening in the brain. So we have the crew coming in and cleaning up all that metabolic waste that was occurring during the day. So that's when we formalize things, ideas, things that are occurring during the day. We make memories, our growth hormones increase. So many important things happen when we're actually resting. So let's talk about a very simple action step, right? First of all, let's establish a bedtime routine. So tonight, your goal is to establish and follow a calming bedtime routine to enhance the quality of your sleep. And here's a simple routine to start with. You do what works for you, but this might be very helpful. First of all, you want to set a consistent bedtime time. <laughs> so try to go to bed um, at the same time every night, let's say 10 p.m., preferably before 11 and certainly before 4 a.m., but there's some very important things that happen between that 11 and 4 a.m. time frame. You also want to maybe consider trying to do a wind down hour or half hour. I understand if you have small children and working, that might be hard to dedicate a full hour, but certainly a half hour would be great. So you want to begin winding down half hour before bedtime. So let's say in our scenario that it's 10 p.m. So you begin winding down around 9 p.m. So that means turning off the lights, turning off electric devices like your TVs, your computers, smartphones to reduce the blue light exposure. Exposure. <laughs> And then you want to focus, focus on relaxing activities. So engage in something. This could be reading a book, uh, gentle stretching, yoga, or listening to soothing music or an audiobook. You could do something like yoga nidra. There's um, sleeping uh, meditation, so to speak. Another one is Reverie. It's a great app. I don't have any... Uh, monetary gain by mentioning that, but Dr. David Spiegel, I actually interviewed him on my podcast. If you want to check that out, it's basically self-hypnosis that can help you fall asleep and stay asleep better. And that is was very beneficial for me. 
Um, also, you want to create a restful environment, right? So make sure your sleeping environment is conducive to rest. So this might include adjusting the room temperature to a cooler setting, maybe around 68 degrees Fahrenheit, using blackout curtains to make sure there's no light that's coming in at night. And that's including sometimes the, the bright moonlight or a street light. So those can actually have significant impact on your sleep or even just those all the electronics that we have in our rooms these days, make sure those are turned off or at least dimmed to the most available level. <clears throat> and you might even want to use like earplugs or maybe a particular white noise machine if needed. Um, that can also help with maybe if you're a sensitive sleeper. I'm a very light sleeper, so I actually use earplugs every night. And then thinking about a mindful moment before you go to bed. If you think about our brain will ruminate or think about or take into its subconscious something that we're doing or thinking about in the last five minutes. So if there's something you want or you're stressed about, get up, write it all down, purge it on some paper, set that aside and say, I will take care of this tomorrow or this is dealt with. That way your mind can go on to other things and then lay down and maybe just use a few minutes of meditation or some deep breathing exercises. You can also do a body scan. That's what the yoga nidra does. It's very nice. Um, some of the things you can do for sleep, you could do box breathing. So that's where you basically, and by the way, <clears throat> the Navy SEALs use box breathing to remain calm. So it's a very effective technique. So you breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds, breathe in, hold, and such. That's box breathing. You can also do four, seven, eight breathing where you breathe in over four, hold your breath for seven, and release over eight. So you have this really long exhale. And that does something to help relax your mind. The other thing is think about something that you want to see happen that's positive in your life. So that alone, that alone will bring some good feelings and calming feelings to you. <clears throat> And then I get back to the writing exercise. I'd mentioned yesterday how important it is for this narrative psychology thing to occur. We need to start expressing on written paper or typing, whatever works for you. I think there's something more to writing for me personally. It's just writing that word in the act of writing. It's like committing. Um, but this allows us time to reflect on different things, explore feelings, because those emotions will also help us build these habits. So when we're thinking about our writing exercise, we want to identify our sleep barriers. So tonight in your health journal, let's take some time to reflect on the factors that might be hindering your sleep quality. So addressing these barriers is crucial for improving your sleep, right? So consider a few prompts, sleep challenges. Okay, what are the specific challenges you face in getting quality sleep? Is it a noisy environment? Is there stress? Is there irregular sleep time, something else? Do you work at odd hours and that's making it more difficult? So just a few things there, feelings and effects, right? So how do you feel when you don't get enough sleep? How does it affect your day, your mood and your food choices? How does it affect your relationships? When we sit down and take time to understand that sleep is such an important piece and we can see the adverse outcomes of not getting enough good quality sleep, that's where we start paying attention and our mind will help us start working on getting better sleep. So some other things, um, some improvement strategies, right? So what steps can you take to overcome sleep barriers? Um, do you need to establish a more strict bedtime routine? Um, again, is it the environment? Do you need to work on helping the children calm down, getting them established a good bedtime routine? 
and maybe change jobs if, if all else works? Do you need a sleep study? Do you feel that there's something maybe physical that's occurring? Maybe you need to see a sleep specialist. So again, these are just some things to be thinking about. But you really want to set clear, achievable goals for your sleep. Um, you want to aim for around seven to eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. I shouldn't say interrupted. It's normal for people to wake up in the middle of the night. Um, but typically, it's much easier to fall asleep. Now, if you're staying awake for one to two hours during your sleep, that's an issue. So again, you may want to see a sleep specialist um, because there may be some undiagnosed obstructive sleep apnea or some other sleep disorder that will need the attention of a professional. So I hope you found that helpful. So today was all about really getting restored to sleep. Remember, there's three things that I've found that help people move into a healthier state as a whole food plant-based diet, better quality sleep, and then we'll talk about movement later. But those three things alone will help you so tremendously. And then what you can do is once you get that foundation, we can start addressing more nuanced things. Is there something going on? Are you entering menopause? Are you struggling with anxiety and stress or depression that needs to be addressed with medication or other um, things that aren't going to be helped by so much uh, lifestyle? So just wanted to share that with you and understand that weight loss is going to be a beautiful side effect of incorporating all these wonderful new habits into your life. Now, it doesn't mean you have to do everything perfectly every day, but I just want you to start thinking about things differently. That weight loss isn't just about restriction of food intake, but it's actually about embracing many wonderful habits that will not only help you weight loss in your total health, but how you're feeling in life and just adding really much needed good life to your years and actually extension of life as well. So I hope you found that helpful and I will be back tomorrow for day three of our 21 day weight loss challenge.